0: Hello there everybody, this is Marissa with Soul Prosper and I'm coming at you today um, in the car on the way to our Thanksgiving break. We are heading up to Idlewild for a few days and for those of you who are not from Southern California, it's a couple hours uh, northeast of San Diego and we're supposed to get snow, so we're really excited. So again, if you haven't listened to the introduction episode where I lay the ground rules, um, this place is for um, Christian women, It'd probably be for men too, but I'm a woman, so I'm coming at it from a woman's perspective. It is an imperfect and it's sometimes messy place where um, we talk about topics that help us have a prospering soul. Um, and, you know, the word says that, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers and as believers. Um, I've, I've encountered too many of us who become believers and um, don't grow much after that. Um, so uh, a lot of my journey has been um, pursuing wholeness in every area of my life. Um, Our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions, and that's a big part of everyday life as a human being. And um, I wanna help us go on a journey of having those things prospering in our lives so that we can be that light that we're called to be, so that we can walk in wholeness in the world that um, is struggling. They need us to be our best selves, and that's what this space is all about. So sometimes it will be me, sharing wisdom around these topics, um, some that I've researched, some that God has downloaded on me, some that I am proposing that we discuss further. There will be prayer and ministry, but um, mostly just uh, sharing insight and wisdom from the Word and from my personal relationship with my Heavenly Father. You'll occasionally hear some friends of mine share alongside me, but Anyways, let's get into it today. I wanted to keep it um, simple and practical, because those are definitely two words that describe me. Um, And I wanted to share some tips today on practical ways that we can have a prospering soul especially around the holidays, when a lot of us are engaged in a lot more extra activities and um, stress and doing things, going places. Um, I think it would be a really timely um, word to touch on some practical ways we can enjoy this season to the fullest and go into 2020 our best selves. And I think a lot of times as believers, we get a little bit too caught up in super-spiro, shortening the word spiritual there, for those of you who don't know. We get into these super-spiritual ways of thinking, and we forget that we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. We still live in a fleshly body that has needs and has... um, Things that we need to do to take care of it, and so I wanted to share some practical things around that. Um, I know technically our soul is our mind, our will, and emotions. So those are um, not necessarily part of our body, but our those things are housed in our body, and our body can only take on so much. And it has natural responses that God built into it to help us sustain and thrive. It means that we have physical needs that need to be met, and um, they're kind of basic, but I feel like so many of us in the today's day and age get so busy and caught up with all the other things that we either don't prioritize time for ourselves, or we haven't been taught how to properly steward our physical bodies. Um, I know a lot for me shifted um around the season of being in my 30s and having kids. And after the second one, um my hormones were all over the place. My I felt like junk, honestly. Most of the time I was struggling with anxiety and like with the hormones being out of whack, there's a lot there. Like we are not going to deep dive into all of that. But I'm saying a lot of people are dealing with these like um what I would call really annoying and energy-sucking conditions, a lot of which can be remedied with regular daily rest, um, feeding your body good things, and um, taking things out of our schedule. Um, I wanna specifically talk about our schedules um, because we need to And we're only promised one day at a time. Our mercies are new every morning, but we are not promised tomorrow. We're not. And that's not, that shouldn't be a a sad thing. That is just part of life. And um, so that gives us an actual, really simplified way of dealing with life. And yes, we should make plans for the future. We should have goals. Yes to all of those things. But we do not need to be so caught up in those future things that we don't have intention and purpose around our everyday lives. And because those everyday, those, sometimes those mundane days, especially as a mom with little kids, like they feel like just blah. They don't feel like you accomplish much, right? Like you kept a human alive that is a big deal and it's very stressful okay so give yourself credit for that but even some of the days like that are just doing the the daily things but that's what that's the beauty of life is our life when we look back at it is a lot of days stacked against each other and adding up into something beautiful so i want you i want to shift our mindset a little bit i've started doing this and it's become such a blessing because, yes, I have things I'm looking forward to, but I can enjoy today. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it doesn't matter what day of the week, it doesn't matter what I have on my schedule, I have learned the art of enjoying my day today, whatever day it is and whatever I have on my schedule. And I've started um, discovering that part of the biggest secret of of enjoying every day is starting it off right Uh, it just is. it has been a game changer and there will be seasons where it doesn't look perfect but even if it's um, starting my day off before my kids get up, try to set that alarm, I know that sleep is precious but there's something about me getting to decide and choose that I'm waking myself up versus having my child wake me up that helps me set the intention and my attitude for the day whether it's five minutes or an hour before my kids get up i need that time to be like to remind myself that i am still god's child and that he is with me so taking that time to um either listen to a worship song or just say good morning lord thank you for today. So I start off with a great, a gratitude, a grateful thought, and then invite him into my day. I invite the Trinity into my day every day. And that has become, uh, just like an intentional way of a, he's a gentleman. So he's, he's doesn't, he never forces his way in, even as a believer. Like he, I believe he's always with us. But I think there's something just real sweet about inviting him in, the Trinity, into your everyday, into that day to be with you. It sets the intention for yourself and then also invites him in and, and helps you pursue that intimacy with him. So that is one really practical way. Try like try to get the word in, whether it's opening your Bible app and doing a little devotional. They have a bajillion devotionals on there that are amazing. It's a way, even if it doesn't always soak in, because I know early in the morning it's like sometimes still dark and I'm like looking at my phone kind of like cross-eyed. But I know I did it and I pursued it. And even if only like one word sticks in, it's something. It's it's not the automatic world world words coming in and invading your thoughts it's setting your mind which is a game changer you guys so many of us as believers i went years using the excuse like oh i have little kids i don't have time to read the word you guys you need to make time for this it will change your daily life it will change it there's a reason he wrote that book for you It's not to read on Sundays, and it's not to pull out on random times when you feel super spiritual or holy. It is the bread. It is the daily bread that we need. I don't care if you're keto, okay? It is daily bread, and you need to consume it into your spirit. I don't care if your mind doesn't necessarily um, comprehend what you're reading. It's getting in you. I promise you. It's getting in there. And it matters. And God doesn't need two hours every morning, you guys. Create space for Him. He will fill it. He will supernaturally fill whatever space you give Him. Okay? So whether it's five minutes, 15, whatever, just start somewhere. Even if it's one. One minute. on your Intentionally. In your time, in your day. Starting your day pursuing God is a game changer, okay? So that is one, you would think obvious thing for us believers, but I know for myself, I went years without opening my Bible. I would do it like once a week maybe, or I would, and I would um, just use excuses, and I would get filled up on Sundays, and then I would be grumpy by Wednesday, and I didn't know why. Um, And then I was struggling on on a daily basis Trying to do the things I needed to do. And it was not going well, you guys. There's a reason that Bible is there. And just open it. It doesn't matter. You don't have to start in the perfect place. You don't even have to um, understand all the context. Open it. And you won't go wrong. I would suggest if you don't know much about the Bible, which I'm still learning... Um, start in like Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, like in the stories of Jesus. Um, it's just an easier read. So that's one practical way. Um, make space for it. I don't know how much more direct I could be, y'all. Just open your Bible and start your day intentionally pursuing God in some way. That's it. Um, 30 days, or not 30 days, 30 minutes of movement for your body physically. Also, game changer. And I would go weeks without, like maybe I would get out and take a walk. But that's about it with the kids when they're little. And I would use the excuse, oh, well, I can't do that CrossFit workout I really wanted to do because my kids are being horrible today. So I'm not going to do anything. How, that is dumb. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you right now, that is dumb. And I'm throwing myself under the bus because I thought that. So I was thinking dumb thoughts. Um, it, not every day is perfect, but I try to just go for a walk for 30 minutes with the kids. Uh, I also belong to the Y now. That was something like that we were able to add in our budget only in the last year. So I do get some kid-free workout time. But before that, I was trying to at least get a walk in for 30 minutes. I don't care if you have to strap in your child who's screaming and put some headphones in. They will be safe and fine, okay? I don't care if people are looking at you. You do what you need to do, they will be fine for 30 minutes. Put a screen in front of their face. Give them your phone for 30 minutes, it will be fine. 30 minutes is enough time for you to get what you need to move your body. There's something about it that's like, it's just a physical need to release stress, to be um, outside if you can. So you're getting fresh air. You're maybe getting some sunshine. You're engaging in the other part of God's most magnificent creation while you're doing it. And it it opens up your perspective. Because I know uh, as a mom with littles, when you're inside and you're isolated for too long, um, depression starts sinking in. You start thinking crazy things, crazy horrible things. But there's a reason that God asked Abraham to step out of his tent. It's to expand your vision and remember that you are not the center of the universe. Because a lot of depression stems from that thought of like, oh, nobody else is out there in the world thinking about me, or. Um, I'm the only one struggling with this. Nope. If you go out of your house and you step out, you will see a lot of people struggling with things. But you'll also see how big the world is. And it, it, the, getting that perspective in your soul, it shifts all the things that, you, that were like um, trying to demand a lot of attention and make you feel stressed about them. Those big thoughts in your mind when you're in your house alone Get so much smaller when you just step outside and shift your perspective. And there's a lot of actual biological things that you could research that happen when you do engage in exercise that shift chemically in your brain. It shifts so much about your emotions and how you feel and your, your stress hormones. And it, I am not a doctor. Okay. So go research it for yourself if you want to, but it's true. And 30 minutes can change your life by doing it daily. So um, that's another practical thing. Another one is um, putting rest in your day. Prioritizing as much as you can. I know with newborns, you're not guaranteed much. But even with newborns, if you should have some time to be at home with them in the beginning, I pray that everybody has... You know those three months or whatever at least to be with them and have that time of connection the beginning of, of that relationship with that new baby um don't be trying to let everybody and their sister come visit you like pick a handful of people let people bring you food but you don't have to invite them in and rest and if you don't have newborns you can take a nap when you're older kids are resting or at school. You can go to bed early. Yep. Yes. I am in bed most nights by 10 at the latest. And if I stay up past that, it's like really rare. And I choose that sometimes just to have fun with friends or to have a late night conversation with my husband or to do something fun for myself. But... Uh, I've also we will talk about this on another episode in terms of parenting um, I ha- We have really strong boundaries with our children, and we are scheduled with them. They have been since birth, and they go to bed by 7:30. So that gives me two and a half hours of alone time, of a little bit of cleaning, of getting to bed at a decent time. So that time is for me. So that that's another discussion that we will get into, I promise, because I want to share that insight. Um, but rest is important, y'all, and I feel like, especially in America, we don't value that. There's too much talk about hustle, and being a boss babe, and being a mom boss, and all this stuff, and the language is like trust me I get it like let's work hard let's pursue our dreams but first and foremost like we need to remember that we are humans that have needs and that include rest and that is a non-negotiable because sure you could go and in a season of like giving up some sleep but that will catch up with you it will as a 37 year old woman um, I, I couldn't only go uh, like a, a night or two of a couple hours of sleep without it drastically affecting my daily life in a negative way. So, I love it. I love watching people pursue their dreams. I have dreams outside of being a wife and a mom that I have to create intentional space for, but there is no need to be hustling 24-7. It, just the word hustle makes me tired. When and I want to encourage you to purposely put rest into your daily schedule. Like, tell yourself ahead of time when you're going to go to bed. And, like, six nights out of seven, it should be before 10. I'm just saying. I don't know what time you get up, but I don't know most a lot of people that are over 30 that get up past 8 a.m. most days. Um... And on the weekends, also don't say yes to every flippin' kid's birthday party, okay? There's no need to go to every single thing you're invited to, ever. You can say no. No doesn't mean you don't love them. No just means that you have prioritized you, yourself, and your family's needs first, which you should do. The Bible calls us to that. That first, we pursue our relationship with our Heavenly Father. So hopefully that's the number one thing you're doing in your day. Secondly, you should be prioritizing your husband and then your family, your children. Come after that. So I, I want to give you permission and to realize that you are able to say no to things. You can even say no to things that your family invites you to. You have permission to do. Especially in seasons where maybe you're in like a growth season or your husband is working extra hours or you're working extra hours to like pay off debt or build a business or you are you took on a new um, volunteer position at church and it's kind of new and you're doing a lot there in those seasons. Remember, you only have so many buckets of things that you can pursue and buckets. I mean, the the things that you pursue with your time so um, you have to be mindful of that it's not it's not gonna just work itself out unless you intentionally look at your schedule and every day and think about where is my time and energy going because you will end up going for like a few weeks or a month trying to do everything in a season where you're pursuing something new and just be totally exhausted and that's what happens around the holidays is that we want to celebrate. Our kids have these extra activities. Then they're off school or, um, you know, there's parties to go to. And it should be a lovely, fun season. And a lot of times people don't... You, If you want to add in extra activities into your time, that means you're saying no to something else. A yes to something is a no to something else. And so that's why you need to get the mindset of being intentional with your time and valuing your time. As I encounter too many believers who just say yes to other people because they want to be kind and noble and thoughtful, but God like asks you to steward yourself first. So you have permission to do that well, like you need to steward your life well. And that means being intentional with your time and energy. And that means it's okay to say no in love. And you don't always have to explain it. You do not need approval from other humans. I'm just going to leave that there because some of you are exhausted because you don't give, you don't You haven't stopped to think about what you really want from your life. And that is not God's intention. God is not trying to use you, use you up, steal all your energy for his house, and then just cast you aside. No, 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 my friend. That is not how God works. That is not his intention. And he created you because... He was so thrilled with the idea of you. He knew that um, you would bless the world in some way that only you can. And you carry his DNA. Um, And you, even if you never did a single thing in serving in church or pursuing your destiny, he still love you just for being you. And I hope you soak that into your spirit right now. That you don't have to do all the things to be loved. To gain God's approval, He already loves you, and it should be out of knowing whose you are that that and making time for yourself, making time to sow into and steward yourself. Then you can, out of the overflow of that, um, serve and do the things that um, and pursue the gifts and talents you have on the inside. So, there you go. Um, and those are like the biggest, those are big things. Those are simple things. but too many of us are not doing them. And um, I feel like God is saying, like you are worthy of taking time for yourself and your family. But first and foremost, yourself and your relationship with your Heavenly Father is, should be your first priority. Because it will be out of pursuing that. That everything else flows and stays in balance and in tension. And I use balance very loosely because balance just doesn't occur in real life. It's really much more of a tension of um, energy pulling in different directions. And pursuing different things and being different things. But your first and foremost, if you picture it like a bucket. I like to picture it, God gave me this vision a couple months ago. Um, you' it's like a pyramid and the t- but it's buckets. So the top of the pyramid is a bucket and that is your identity. That is in, in, in that identity bucket, it is filled by pursuing your personal intimate relationship with your heavenly Father. And you do that in practical ways through prayer, through reading His word, through worship, and being part of a community of other believers. But that has to happen first every day. It really does. Like, and it should be the thing that you want to do first every day. And if it's not, then maybe you have a wrong perspective of what God is like. I knew. I. I know. I grew up in um, Catholicism and never connected with it, but it gave me um, some really wrong perspectives of who God was and what He was like. And if you meet God through the lens of religion, you will treat him the way you perceive him. You will engage with him the way you perceive him. So if you think that he is this like smiting, malicious God who's just waiting for you to mess up so that he can berate you, um, why would you want to spend time with that, with that kind of a person? Nobody would. And that's why a lot of you avoid spending time with God is because you have a wrong perspective of what he's like. And I get it. I was there. But I have I have had that healed in so many ways in the last few years of being a part of a healthy church who engages with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is like a game changer, y'all. If you go to a church that does not believe in the Holy Spirit, that is a huge chunk of what's missing from your relationship with God Um, we can talk about that another time but that is huge and so you have this first bucket as your identity and your identity is a child of God you are God's son or daughter which means you you were created in his image and you have a piece of his DNA inside of you that nobody else does and you need to pursue what that looks like. Let him speak into what he thinks of you and listen so that is that first bucket needs to be filled with that and that alone for you to be um, be able to out of the overflow of that bucket if you picture a next level like so maybe like four, depending on what stage of life you're at. If you picture four other buckets directly underneath that um, in this pyramid shape. Underneath that would be um, titles you hold. So for me, it's wife. And then another bucket is mom. And then another bucket is friend. And then another bucket is daughter of my earthly um, parents. And then... Um you know, there would be a next level of buckets because I want I, I want you to get the the fact that you have to prioritize those uh, first level of titles first that out of the first top bucket of identity can flow into some of those those chosen life titles. Obviously, if you're a daughter or son, you didn't choose that that happened. But it's part of honoring your mother and father. So that's a title you hold that will need some time and attention. But the rest you chose. I chose to get married. I chose to have children. But those top row are a top priority is family. So that's the top three, uh, the next three buckets underneath identity. And under that would be anything else that you pursue. So it would be work, it would be serving, it would be um, all those other things that you pursue that you choose to give time to, but do you get how how so many people and myself included in the past have inverted the that flow, and your life is a mess, and you are stressed to the max and um, perhaps you lost a marriage along the way because of it, because your perspective of where you should give time and energy was way off. Um, And I know a lot of believers who don't even get the identity bucket part right. Maybe they have like, they're pursuing God first and then um, their marriage relationship and then their children. But I know so many people who... Put their children at the top, even after becoming a parent, and that will never work. That is a good recipe for disaster and for being exhausted. So, I hope this conversation has helped. There is so much more we could dive deep into, but I want to keep these episodes at a reasonable length so that you can actually listen to them all the way through. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic, or if you have questions. Um, please send them my way because I would love to engage in this conversation more but I really feel like God is trying to really shift um, believers perspectives so that they can live their best life and it comes in really practical ways and even in seasons of busyness don't forget to um, engage in some of these practical ways so that you can have a lot of regular days add up to an amazing life so that you can be empowered to pursue all that um you have in front of you today and every day and if you if one day doesn't go so well guess what you can reflect and take those lessons of failure into the next day and shifting it um So there you go. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. I'm going to pray over you and bless you and pray that the Holy Spirit reveals some of this wisdom to yourself and so that you can find ways to engage in what I shared in your own way. So thank you, Heavenly Father, for every um, ear that is listening, every mind that is open to hearing what you wanted to share today. And I um, thank you that You planted a seed in everybody's spirit and everybody's soul that was listening today to get what they need out of it. That you would continue to take them on a journey of this revelation and of this information that they would pursue having a lot of little days, a lot of amazing days at a time that add up to a beautiful life that equal a prospering soul and us being the bright light. To us having our best life, which you died for us to have, Jesus. Thank you for, I declare blessing over each and every person listening right now in Jesus' name. I thank you that their spirits are awakened to um, new levels of living their most magnificent life, that they would see their life as a beautiful masterpiece, that you um, give them the brush, you gave them the canvas, gave them gifts and talents, you gave them beauty, and now you put the brush in their hands to create their most magnificent life, um, a life that they'll look back on and um, love to walk through that, uh, the art gallery of their life to see the, the paintings and the sculptures and the beauty that they created alongside of you in their life, Lord, that they would enjoy their life, that joy would be overflowing in them in this season that as we go into 2020 that they you would awaken new levels of joy and peace and prosperity not just financially but in their soul and in their everyday life lord i declare it right now in jesus name amen okay y'all have a great day go forth and prosper talk to you soon